This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. No featured game this week, but we're still able to get out to the rink uh, a couple times. Wardy uh, was in Hamilton Saturday, Sunday. I was there Saturday. Uh, catch a pretty good one between the Bulldogs and Steelheads. That was a lot of fun, despite you know, Hamilton not really having their three of their top guys in terms of uh, McTavish, Cammer, and Morrison. But it was still a good game. So essentially, we're going to start out the show with and. I know last week we kind of went with a long segment anyways, but... Oh, there's a lot to talk about. I have <laughs> yeah. like 11 things to talk about on things that caught my eye this week. I was going to say, yeah, it's Wardy, he's, he's got the rundown, the February 7th show. There are five points, but I have a funny feeling we're going to end the night before we hit or uh, with a lot more than five points. So we'll be going overtime tonight. That's for sure. We'll be going we'll overtime tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just kind of a quick rundown of... What, what what's going down without no featured game this past week? Of course, weekend observations. Uh, that will be first. Uh, then we get to the suspensions, and that'll be, yeah, a lot of games handed out. An alarming yeah, amount of games handed out. Oh, big time. Big uh, time, that's for sure. Also get to the stat of the week, players of the week, and we will have another featured game that will return uh, for the OHL and 60 podcast. So it should be fun. Uh, I think there's one observation that we could kind of get out of the way to start. Normally for my house in West Brant, unfortunately it takes about 10 to 15 minutes to get to the highway, which kind of sucks. But uh, once you're on the highway, it's pretty quick. Usually I can do the drive to first Ontario center in 30 to 35 minutes depending on traffic maybe a little bit less depending on how fast i'm driving it depends yeah, on mine's, day, really. mine's like 55 yeah so on saturday normally around 30 probably bump that up to about 45 to 50 minutes um Hamilton downtown uh, was being occupied by Canadian flags being hung upside down, occupied by people honking their horns at a stupidly, stupidly alarming rate. What the hell? <laughs> it was a delay. That's for oh sure. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it was a delay. The one like, of on. course they chose to do Bay and Maine. Of course they did. Because yeah, that's I, the left turn to go to the first Ontario center. Of course they chose that corner. Couldn't they go like a street behind that? That's what I'm saying. Go like one street over. Please. Would have been nice, but yeah. Like I, I almost hit at least 20 people. At least. Because they felt the need to jump out in front of cars. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's unfortunate because uh, a little bit of a delay, but what can we do? It's very unfortunate, though. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have places to be. So. Yeah, the one, the one pet peeve about that whole convoy thing that's bugging me is it's like if you're gonna go to Ottawa to complain about the provincial measures, <laughs> and I saw, and I, you know what I'm getting to. You know what I'm getting to here. 
just start me up, press the button, because if you're going to go to Ottawa and complain about provincial measures, it's basically like going to Wendy's to complain about your Big Mac. It makes zero sense. So that's my opinion on it. If you're going to Ottawa, you should have stopped about five hours before in a, a city called Toronto. It's pretty big. It's hard to miss it. It's a yeah, city it where everything's like an hour delayed because of the traffic. So, And I was in it's Toronto Saturday, too. I went to Toronto Saturday morning. Yeah, It actually wasn't as bad as I thought it would have been. Uh, but every other car had Canadian flags upside down. Every other car, guaranteed. It was whatever. Obviously, you're not that proud to be Canadian. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, yeah. So inside those, a good game match for you share. Yeah, it was absolutely a one nothing final Saturday afternoon at the first Ontario Center between the Bulldogs and Steelheads. Yeah, I mean, that, that <laughs> Hamilton, Mississauga is the team the East is going to have to go through to get to the finals. Uh, so you better prove that you can win in the regular season because if you can't, well, good luck in the playoffs because Mississauga is going to ride high off of that confidence, beating you every time in the regular season. Yeah, and Mississauga, Mississauga matches up well against Hamilton because they can defend, right? They defend yeah. better than any team in the league for that matter. And 98 goals against, I believe, 98 goals against. And I think London has 93 against. So, I mean, second-best defending team in the, in the Ontario Hockey League. So, for Hamilton, a team that's going to score, they, they've shown they can win those seven, five games, those five, two games, seven, one games. Um, it's in the three two games, and uh, being the being the closest, the best team they're going to play on their schedule this year, one nothing certainly goes a long way. Tonight's big in Mississauga. Tonight's team in Mississauga is big. Can they do it again now? Because can they do it over a seven game series? It's not just a one and done in a seven game series. You got to put it together. So that's going to be interesting to see. Can they put it together in a seven game stretch? Because to be honest, Reese, that's probably the best game Constantini's played all season. Mm-hmm. So, and their defense played really good, too. Their defense played really good on Saturday as well. I mean, they didn't give them much, but Constantini made at least three or four big saves where they should have yeah. scored. And also, shout out to Noah Van Vliet. Blocking an empty net goal, that's a, that yeah. should have tied it. In the second period, That that's a game-changing play right there. Mississauga scores, it's 1-1. We go into overtime, possibly the shootout. Who knows how it goes, right? So, massive block shot for Noah Van Vliet. Obviously, we talk about block shots because it's one of the biggest parts of hockey. So we're going to keep talking about it when we see an empty net block shot like that. That's a game saver. So congrats to him. Keep that up, man, because that's huge. And uh, hopefully they can build on it here Tuesday night because it's going to be a massive lift for the Bulldogs. And plus winning plus winning without Cammer, who was landed on by Stonehouse in Ottawa. So he's out day-to-day, I believe, now because it's been a couple weeks now. Yeah, talking with Reed, saying nothing too serious with him and Morrison. So, yeah, Morrison, yeah, Morrison just got shook up in the Kingston game before the flu. Before that game, he just got shook up, and then obviously McTavish out to win a game without your captain Logan Morrison, who's a valuable veteran in this in our league. He's and then one of the best players in our league, Mason McTavish. I mean, that's pretty big to get a win against a top team in the Ontario Hockey League like that. And there was a do or die game. You could feel it. You could mm-hmm. feel it around the team. It was a do-or-die game Saturday. They had to win that game. That's a four-point game. That's a chance to get right back in the standings with them. So that's a big win. 
Yeah, after, well, as of February 7th at about quarter to eight in the, in the evening, Mississauga leads uh, the Eastern Conference, least goals against 98, only team under 100, uh, whereas Colin, you write London Knights, 93 uh, goals against. It was 10, 93. Not a big deal. Stud. Boom. At a boy. <laughs> yeah, nice job. I'm celebrating that yeah. one. The Dylan Larkin celebration. Yeah. Captain. I mean, the biggest thing for me, look at Costantini's game. And yeah, like, like we said, we talked about it throughout the game, you know, Mississauga, they were wide. Like most of the game, it was wide. Yeah. That's how they yeah, tried to the attack. Game. Like, like they, I don't know if that's just them. Oh, like try to find an open guy in the slot, maybe get a puck loose, tip at home, you know, second of back to back. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's, you know, the legs are not all there and they just, well, that's what Hamilton was giving them, and it was. Hamilton was pushing them to the outside. There weren't a whole lot of home plate area opportunities for the Steelheads, but Costantini, you could even talk about that block from Van Vliet. Marco Costantini in the third period, I think it was as we were approaching the midway mark or maybe just past it, uh, you know, wide open net, he reaches his arm back, makes the save. Yeah, that was a big one. That's that's the game right there. Mississauga, if you can't score from that, and again, this is credit to Costantini. This isn't anything against the Steelheads. The oh, guy made a great, great save. Like, you tip your cap. Yeah, good job. You beat us. We didn't score Great. a goal, and you can't win in the OHO when you don't score a goal. So that that's essentially yeah. the way you have to look at it. I, Steelheads didn't play bad. Did they play great? Hey. Not even close. But captain, captain obvious key of the week. You can't win if you don't score a goal. That was that was pretty <laughs> captain it. obvious. Like, week, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Travago, where we haven't heard from them in twenty million years. <laughs> Man, literally, like, obviously the pandemic's yeah. had a lot to do with that. When was the last you're time you saw a wrong. Travago commercial? Wait, yeah, is it Travago? Is it Travago? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? No, it's not no, TripAdvisor. It's... That's the other one. I'm yeah. just naming their uh, competition now. Jeez, that was a blonde moment. Wow. It's, no, it's, it's Hotel it's Travago. Yeah. Yeah, Hotels.com. Yeah. Hotels.com. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that's but even hotels. Not whatever. Actually, I think the Travago guy got arrested. Well, you can book a hotel. <laughs> Captain Obvious got arrested. No, the Travago guy. <laughs> oh, oh! I think he got arrested in like Dallas or something. I don't know. DUI or something. I don't. Could be wrong. Someone will do some research, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, well, you're um, yeah, that was a pretty Captain Obvious key to the week. Uh, you can't win if you don't score. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty obvious. But again, that's that just shows how good the defense for the Hamilton Bulldogs is. That shows you how good their goaltenders can be at certain points throughout the season. It's just you know, once once Hamilton gets an actual full roster and Jay McKee can have his full well, system in place, have his full lineup in place, like the potential so, is through the roof. So Reese, I typed out the lines quickly today. So you have the top line, McTavish, Winterton, and Misak. Do you split that up? So here's an idea, Reese, for depth. Could you imagine this depth for three lines? So you go Sherrick McTavish, Winterton, Humphrey Morrison, Hayes, Diaco, Misak, Duart. Talk about depth. You imagine you got to match up against a third line of Misak, Duart, and Diaco, who's on. I mean, he's incredible right well, now. That, he's so confident since pulling off the Michigan. 
Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. We, we talk about this and obviously there's a first, second, third, fourth line, obviously, but it's like, that's essentially three top lines. There, there's yeah. no one, two, and three. There's a one, a one, a plus and a one, a plus plus, and then a B plus yeah. for the fourth. Yeah. Then the power, then the power play is slowed up because yeah. that, that could beat a lot of teams. Ryan Winterton's one of the most underrated players in this league. I mean, he's incredible. I love watching yeah. him play. He's, if I had to pick a guy on Hamilton as my everydayer, then that's a good thing. The guy that works the hardest, the guy that we see really clicks, like the guy that brings the team together, the good glue guy, you could say. Yeah, That's Ryan Winterton, in my opinion, for Hamilton looking at, the, at it right now because he's so good with the puck. He's so smooth. He sets up his teammates well, and that's why McTavish is going to score at least 20 goals coming back i mean if they play if they play 20 games i can see him doing a goal a game no problem i can well, see that no problem well and that's the thing we, we can look back at the end of the regular season and whether this is something we do or not um is still yet to be seen but it'll be amazing to see what the percentage of goals that you could look at those top three guys are a part of you talk about winterton mctavish meshack uh, if you want to just start with those three what percentage of goals are they a part of because it's Every time Ryan, we see Ryan Winterton play, it seems like he's gotten a got the either the first assist or the goal. Yeah, and that since he's come back, it's just that's that's the way it's been for him. And I obviously we haven't been totally honed in on the road games, but you know that game in Niagara, I was there. Colin and I, you try we try to be in Hamilton every chance we can, just because you know it's the most convenient, and that's not any favoritism at all. It's just it makes more sense to go there instead of driving to Barry. So. Uh, yeah, that's Ryan Winterton just – and by the way, shout-out to Reed Duffy for all the Seattle goal calls. That is – that's clutch right there. Uh, Seattle Kraken prospect, Winterton. Like the way he's doing that. But, yeah, he's he's been involved in a lot. And this that's the piece they needed back. You look at Cammer, obviously you want him back. You want the guy wearing the C back. No, no question about it. Um, Winterton – adds a lot oh big time big time i mean he, he's big right he's skilled he's got it all big fan of ryan winterton that's for sure yeah so and i guess this could be our good luck preach kind of if you want to call it that to mason mctavish and team canada um yeah go a- kick arse that would be good what are you doing? Nobody Not can see out. that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, radio guy, TV guy, do it all now. Oh boy. Well, we can't. Love but yeah, it's massive week for Hamilton. That's for sure. Massive week coming up for Hamilton as well. Going to be interesting to watch, see what they can do. Because they spent, they spent so much, right? So they're going to be, you're going to want to watch them because they spent so much of the deadline. So that's big. It's, they're definitely the most intriguing team right now in the Ontario Hockey League. On other things this weekend, Reese, because I have a talk. Yeah, we'll start. We'll start with your weekend observations. Okay, so the first one, Luke Evangelista show guest, not a big deal. Also, uh, got a pretty big award this uh, this week. By the way, I'd like to add uh, that um, you called. Not a big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Eh? No, not at all. That's not a big deal at all. Finally, 
finally I'm out of this slump. I've been 0-2 this year. And Reese, I was telling you on Saturday, I need somebody to have a big week so I can finally predict one, right? And in my opinion, obviously in my opinion, because I'm going to be stubborn and back up my opinion, because when you're in radio, Reese, and when you're in media, you're going to back up your opinion. And that's just what radio guys do. And yeah, I've been saying I need it. And I finally got one, Luke Evangelista. It's well-deserving. I mean, He's, he's one of the best players in our league. He's the MVP right now for a lot of nights, that's for sure. 32 goals in 31 games this year. That doesn't even sound right. That doesn't even sound right. You imagine not a point a game, a goal a game. Like you're scoring. It's hard to score goals in the entire hockey league, believe it or not. So that's congrats to Luke. That's huge. And a show guest, too. So it's always nice to see our show guest doing well. So 32 and 31, that's massive to me. That's why I had to say that. That's what caught my eye. Also, Two more things in London. Antonio Strong just backhand goal. The third goal yesterday for the London Knights on a breakaway reach. Did you see it? Yeah, it was pretty nice, wasn't oh it? Oh my. Whew. Not bad, wow. eh? A bat like the he did like the reverse Datsuk, but on the backhand. Yeah. Go through the motions again, but no one can hmm. see me. Yeah. <laughs> but does the all around the world. You saw him do the all around the world before, but go just five hole. This time yeah. he puts it over the blocker side on Shernad and Nice goal by Antonio Strange. That's a possibly goal of the year. That got me. That got me. I was like, what? Like, how did you do that? Like, I was speechless on that one. He's incredibly skilled with his hand. Such a good player. And also, shout out to another show guest, Brett Rochu. 3-0 and this weekend. Reese, we've been talking about it. When's he going to get tired? When is he going to get tired? Brett Rochu, 3-0 and this week. That's incredible. I mean, we've talked to Mike Stubbs. We've talked to Ryan Payette around London. It's been, well, he's Young, he's a young brother. He had to. He's worked for everything he's gotten. I mean, he's worked to make a lot of nights. He came in a lot of nights as a third or fourth goaltender going into camp. Next thing you know, it's November. And he's number one goalie. That's how. And he beat a guy that won a playoff around the year before in Jordan Coy. So, congrats to Brad. Hopefully, he can keep this up. I know it's a it's a grind. It's a grind. I mean, he's played a lot of games. Hopefully, he can keep it going. It's hard fatigue. That's the one thing. In my opinion, it's going to keep him down because eventually it catches up with you. Yeah. So hopefully he can keep going and hopefully uh, – because it's good for our league and hopefully he can keep this up. Also, another one, Owen Sound. The Owen Sound attack are the team that caught my eye this week, Reese, because the Owen Sound attack, we said it on our, our show two weeks ago when we were talking about the Western Conference, right? We said if they're a team where the young guys can get going, they got a chance. They got a chance. I like their goaltending. I like their goaltending. They're tied for fifth right now with the Guelph Storm. Who would have thought that a month ago? A month ago, who would have thought the Owen Sound attack would have been tied with the Guelph Storm? Going into the Christmas break, the Guelph Storm were in first place in that Midwest division. Now they're tied with the Owen Sound attack for fifth in the Western Conference. Massive, massive, massive stretch for them. They've had some big home wins. They've won some big road games. They lost 8 nothing to Barry. And Reese, we said that. We said, if you can respond the right way, look out, you might go on a heater. They're on a heater right now. So congrats to them. Cal Ewan's the defenseman's really caught my eye there out of Quinty. Shout out to Joel Vanderland, who's going to be all over that one again. Mm -hmm. But uh, Cal Ewan's has played really good right now. I like the way he's playing. Hopefully he can keep that up. Really good puck-moving defenseman, a younger younger player. That's massive to get that going. And also their captain, Mark Woolley, played played game number 200. These 200 games for me in the Ontario Hockey League is massive. It's massive to me. So, shout out to Mark Woolley playing his 200th game this past Saturday at home against the team he started with in the Gulf Storm. So, mm-hmm. congrats to him. Then the London Knights, Oshawa Generals, North Bay Battalions all go 3-0 and this weekend. So, shout out to them as well. 
big hockey now, big hockey, right? You're in the stretch run. You go three and zero. That's a big. That's a lot. That's six points, right? Six point weekends are pivotal. Looking back at the end of the year to see where the standings, see where you are in the standings. North Bay desperately needed that. Oshawa desperately needed that, and London desperately needed that. So every team desperately needs to go three and zero. They'll take it. So that was big. And also, Reese, this is where I think we'll have a good discussion about this one because OA signing time. Congrats to Matt Guzda signed on Monday with the Florida Panthers. I know there's a lot of teams interested in Matt Guzda where there's the prototypical, hey, just because you don't get drafted doesn't mean you can't make the NHL and, this, and it doesn't mean you can't get the bag because Matt Guzda, congrats, Florida really gets bought. Hey, no state tax either, so not a big deal. <laughs> not a big well, Not a big deal. Well, that's funny. As you were talking about Brett Brochu, I thought your I thought your Matt Guzda was going to be a uh, your Brett Brochu point was going to be a lead into Matt Guzda talking about undrafted goaltenders. Brett Brochu. You know what? I was thinking about it, but I thought Matt Guzda. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. But then I thought, let's go to the discussion because yeah. that needs to be talked about because it's always signing time, and always signing time is very important in our league because it's a big decision. It's a big decision. You're a first round pick. I mean. You're getting your scholarship, right? If you're a first-round pick in the Ontario Hockey League, you're getting pretty good financial help to go to the youth sport level. So it's a big decision. Matt Guzda, though, has been incredible this year, too, in my opinion. I mean, he does, he absolutely deserves it. And it was just a matter of time because he's so – he's got the size. He's athletic, right? He moves well. He feels the net well. He's technical. Very good, very good by the Florida Panthers. And I mean, there's probably at least 12, 13 teams interested in Matt Houston. Yeah, well, there were talks of the Maple Leafs possibly interested in him with them being oh, really unsure. Yeah, Marley's. But I mean, Marley's the uncertainty of Mrazic next season, you never truly know whether or not Matt Houston goes right into the NHL next year. Who knows what's actually going to happen? But yeah, I mean, th- this was an almost well, someone's got to do it, right? Kind of like Justin Brazo in uh, yes. in the 2019 season. Like, okay, all right, who's going to do it? Like, let's get it over with. Let's start. Like, it's it was just a matter of time. And, yeah, Hoffman you look at it at the time. Year. And, yeah, you look at it at the time. And Marty Williamson going out to get Matt Kuzda. All right, Colts are in. Let's go. And then, of course, yep. some dominoes fall. Olison gone, McDonald in. Okay, they're still competitive. Uh, but Matt Kuzda. No, he was almost set up for it uh, to start the year to have success. I mean, if he was still on that Owen Sound team, who knows where they would be, how many more points they might have. And again, like this isn't a knock at any of their goaltenders, just Matt Guzda. He's the guy that's going to make an extra save or two per night to win a hockey game by one goal. And And it's just, yeah, this is, could you imagine a goaltending tandem of Spencer Knight and Matt Guzda? Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice because, in my opinion, I think Matt Guzda, just because he wasn't drafted, doesn't mean he's not an NHL guy. Yeah. A lot of times you see guys, OAs get signed, and they're not what they are. They don't get out of the East Coast, right? They're barely in the AHL if they are. And I, I in my opinion, Matt Guzda's an NHL guy. Matt Guzda's an NHL prospect, and that's like a, that's a nice ad to have. That's a nice ad to have when yeah, you give get my- a guy like Matt. Yeah, give him a year yeah. of priming in the AHL, I think, and that's just customary just to get him adjusted possibly to that higher level. But shots change, yeah. Exactly. No, even he, even if you get him up into into the uh, into practices and you know nine games, whether he dresses or not, if he's still part of the team, right, uh, still yeah. makes a difference. So, oh, massive, 
massive. Yeah. And I just wanted to quickly touch. There's a couple other OAs that catch my eye that I think definitely deserve contracts. And obviously, there's just a few. Um, Dakota Betts in Niagara, I would really like to see him get a contract. Reese, you, you've saw him a lot this year. He's a guy that, in my opinion, if he gets dealt at the OA deadline, he's got a for sure deal. And I believe he definitely deserves it. We saw Adrian Beraldo a couple of years ago in Niagara as an OA. He got a chance in the East yeah. Coast, now in the AHL. I believe Dakota Betts, for what he brings to the table, game in and game out, he should be the captain of the Niagara Ice Dogs. When you watch a player on the Niagara Ice Dogs, nobody, well, not nobody, but the intensity level he brings is tough to match. He's, he's engaged every single shift. You always watch him get pucks out, make the simple play, get in lanes. He's so active now, such a good player there, and I hope that he's an OA that gets a deal. Reese, I know you can touch on him as well because he's he deserves one. Yeah, it's, it's almost you get in, and he's not even close to being the exact same size as this dude. But, uh, yeah, yeah talk, talk about Niagara OA defenseman. And at the time – you know, Ryan Mantha was originally drafted uh, by the New York Rangers. You know, couldn't work something out with the organization. However, that happened, not too sure. Uh, ends up becoming an Edmonton Oilers signee, I guess if you want to call it, that free agent signing for the Edmonton Oilers. And just that that's just based on how well he played in his OA year. Uh, he, he's the defenseman you need on a young team who struggles. And that's exactly what the Ice Dogs are right now. I mean, he's your captain. He's your captain. Yeah, from yeah. out, from looking from the outside in, he's your captain. Yeah, Ryan Mantha captained that 2016-17 team. He capped them, captained them into an eighth place finish. They got swept. Yeah, we kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Peterborough was pretty freaking good, um, yep. but it, it, it's about taking a step and for that 16 17 ice dogs team uh they they wouldn't have been as good as they were the next season 2017 2018 not really going to speak too much about that transitioning into the 18 19 season obviously the development of ben jones and akil thomas playing kind of under mantha as their captain helped yeah. in that last season jason robertson jack stadnika yeah, they kind of helped a little bit too. <laughs> Pretty good hockey but, player. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, Dakota Betts reminds me so much of uh, Ryan Mantha, minus yeah. the size, obviously. But yeah, it's just just the leadership. And you can tell, talking with Billy Burke before the two games that I called, just you can tell, like, I asked them about Panofemus and how confident he is in him about, you know, being in big situations, taking big draws, being the guy that the team goes to on the power player late in the game when they need to tie it up. You know, he said the same thing about Dakota Betts. You know, it's, he's a, he's the defenseman that you bring out to try and get offense. He's going to shoot the puck and he's going to get it on net more times than not. His shots don't get blocked because he finds a way to find holes and get pucks to the net. And whether it's Aiden castle in front of the net, whether it's rubric down low, it's, Pick, pick one guy. Yeah. Dakota Betts will make a play somehow, and it chances are it'll work out pretty well. Whether it's a goal or you know just a decent chance or a decent shot on goal by someone else, it reminds me exactly like him. Uh, I understand why the Ice Dogs may not, well, may not, uh, probably won't have a captain for the rest of the year. I do kind of understand that. Uh, yeah, you know, captain for a half a season. 
I'm not the biggest fan of it, but you know, well, it's you just know the captain is anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a collective leadership group for the ice dogs and Liam Van Loon, huge part of that as well. But yeah, no, that's, that's a good call by you, Dakota Betts, because he's, he's had a more underrated season, especially because the Niagara ice dogs are in last, you know, whole not yeah. a lot of people aren't focusing on them, but yeah, Dakota Betts is, uh, at least put himself in a position for a discussion about a contract. Oh, oh, for sure he did. For sure he did. A couple others. I mean, Cody Morgan's had some success there in London. Cameron Baber winning face-offs. That might be an interesting OA. Mm-hmm. Also, my last one for this week, and obviously there's a lot of OAs that we haven't talked about. Each week, I think we should name an OA. You know, leading up to the end of the season because it's so important to get their names out there because there's so many good OAs in this league that deserve contracts. So hopefully – We'll just keep bringing them up because there's a few good ones in Windsor. There's a good, there's some good ones in Guelph. There's some good ones everywhere, obviously. Yeah, possibly and, lead into our OA appreciation show. Yeah, leading into it. In my the last third annual, won, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one, holy. But the the last one I want to bring up, and I saw him play yesterday, and it's Nathan Steos in Hamilton. I think Nathan Steos is. Mm-hmm. I think he's improved leaps and bounds. I thought he was getting wind right. He saw spurts of it, and he was really affected from the cancellation of the season because last year he would have had a really good year for Hamilton, and he didn't get the opportunity right. So that's a guy there where if he if he gets a shot, look out last year. This year he's making the most of that for sure. Leads her team in shots, 125 shots on goal for Nathan Steos this year. So interesting for sure and uh i hope he i hope he gets a deal as well 40 points in 35 games the defenseman's tough and it was cool because you saw arbor jack a couple seasons ago get that contract before the oa year so hope so yeah talk about defensemen getting shots through with bats man steos finds a way too it's almost not <laughs> he fair fires how he everything. finds lanes he fires every shot that's for sure he doesn't pass up a shot yeah um all right, before eh, – maybe we'll hit suspensions before the break. Who knows? Um, yeah, what one – you, you kind of already mentioned it, Worry. The biggest one for me, um, you mentioned the North Bay Battalion going 3-0. and Yeah. And it was a very good 3-0. and uh, If nobody knows who their opponents were, well, they beat Sault Ste. Marie 5-2 on Thursday. They beat Sault Ste. Marie again Friday in overtime 5-4. That was in Sioux, right? No, they were both North Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which obviously you'd like to win at home, but if they could have got the yeah, job done no. twice on the road in Sault Ste. Yeah. Marie would have been very impressive, but you know, they get those two wins against the Greyhounds at home Thursday, Friday. Well, and then they go beat the Kingston Frontenacs five to two on Sunday. Uh, that game also being played at home. Uh, they got one more home game before they head on the road to Mississauga on Friday. Uh, they get Niagara Thursday, but, that is a very impressive weekend for an Ontario hockey league Nasty. club and not a whole lot of cross conference play. Could you imagine what kind of games we'd get? If we'd get a Hamilton London game, if we'd get a Kingston Guelph game, you know, mix it in here, get some, get some out of conference play. That would be really nice to see, but to get some little bit of a taste of it, uh, with North yeah. Bay, Sault Ste. Marie, you get the Northern teams. Obviously, you get Niagara, Erie. For North Bay to come out of this weekend, beating Sault Ste. Marie twice and beating Kingston, very impressive. And Pivotal. these are 
again, they continue to add to their games played up to 44 on the season. Now that is most in the entire OHL. They've played the most games. Uh, they have played two more than Mississauga. I think that's the closest team. Ottawa's also played 42. Sue's played 42. And that's the closest any team is to North Bay. Hamilton has seven games in hand, only two points behind the battalion. Hamilton, though, also a game in hand. Kingston, one point behind the front neck, so that would obviously jump them into second place. But North Bay, with all the games in hand, they have to win those ones. It's about yeah. beating the teams who are chasing you or you know, the teams that have the, you have the potential to play in the finals. Obviously, Sault Ste. Marie, they won't see them or standings don't really matter between those two, but uh, in terms of individual points, they matter a whole hell of a lot. So those come out of there with, the extra point. Yeah, to come out of there with six points, very impressive. So shout out to the battalion because that was they needed, that was they, a very hard weekend and they executed perfectly. Big time, and they needed it. They needed it. And that's the most that could be one of the most impressive weekends by any team right now. I was gonna say yeah. maybe like look back at the season and if if north bay stays in the Circle top that. three that weekend is gonna be oh you know they lost one that weekend to say i don't know to niagara or whatever but they beat sue twice back-to-back nights and then they yeah then they beat kingston five two like okay it's massive big it's big that's for sure and i mean yeah it's tough right we're with uh Mississauga is it's tough to catch them with the games in hand that they have on North Bay so right now it's just look at the task at hand win games in front of you and that's what they did on the weekend massive weekend for them for sure North Bay all right um suspension time (laughs) and we will start we'll start with the biggie Ethan Cardwell gets 15 games yeah, and it, it's deserving to what happened. For what happened, I mean, it's a bad injury. We can't have that. Done for the year. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad injury, and we can't have it in our league, even though he's not a repeat offender. 15 games is what it should be. It is what it should be for a play like that. It does not need to be made in our league. So, yeah, 15 games. On to Ethan Hay of Flint. He gets six to be a name bracket. Ethan Hay. Ethan That's not Hay. bad. Not hey. bad. Ethan Hay. Uh, Ethan Hay. Show wonder how many times Ethan he scores. Ethan Hay. He imagines goal call. Hey, hey, hey what do you say? <laughs> John Forsland. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you say? The Firebirds are going to win today, the Cubs. Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Hay gets six games for a head check. He will be eligible to return on the 19th of February. So still another 10, 11 days until his return. They will host Windsor in that game as well. That'll be a big, big game. Those two, those I'll matchups be between those two teams will get more and more important as the playoff push goes on. Uh, on to Ottawa's Chris Barless. He gets four games. For a check to the head on February 4th against Niagara, he will be eligible to return one day earlier than Hay, uh, February 18th in Kingston. Here's a fun one. <laughs> Just as he comes back, hey, you're suspended again. 
Uh, Daniil Gushin, yeah. two games for shooting the puck over the glass after a stoppage in Peterborough. He will yeah. come back the 11th of February in Sudbury. And the last time he was in Sudbury, he got suspended. So He's just, he's just getting set up to get suspended. <laughs> like, damn. It's, I think there's a lot of frustration there. I think I think there's a lot of frustration there with uh, Daniil Gushin, but it's a tough one. It is a tough one, that's for sure. Right? Like, shooting a puck over the glass. You, it's it's kind of dumb to do it, you know? It's it, Like, if there's intent to it, we saw Lawson Shirks where it didn't look like there was intent. I have not yet seen the video on Daniel Gushin, so I don't have a comment on that. But Lawson Shirks, it looked like it was just accidentally. Looked like he went to flick the puck off the glass and get the ref. Yeah. Uh, it goes just over the glass, and there's a call. That's tough. That's tough to see. Um, Gushin, I don't have a comment on that. I have yet to see the video. I will see it for next week, that's for sure. But it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It happens, though. I mean, hey, you do it all the time playing shinny hockey, playing beer league hockey. You do it all the time, right? You go to yep. hit a guy on a breakout and you sail it. It happens, and it happens with the best of them. That's for sure, and that's what happened. All right. And also – Want to do stat of the week now before the break, too? Well, yeah, and also I have an update as well. London's Logan Mayu is out two to six weeks. London, he hasn't. He played Friday night, I believe. But yeah, Saturday, Sunday, uh, never played. I believe I didn't check the game sheet because we were we we're in Hamilton, so I didn't check it. But yeah, Logan Mayu, week two or uh, two to three weeks for Logan Mayu. That's a big loss for London Knights. But Jared Keane's starting to play good on the back end for them, so. Hopefully you can continue that for two to three weeks. That's a massive loss for yeah. a lot of nights. Uh, let me just check here just to confirm it. I've got it up as you were talking, so it kind of worked out. Perfect. Yeah. I believe Friday he went out and Federico came in and scored. That's mm-hmm. a feel-good story. When you've been out of the lineup and then, you come, and then you're that extra defenseman and then you score, coming in relief for a teammate, that's nice. That's good. That's nice to get that one. So congrats to Connor Federico. Yeah, can confirm uh, no-go on Sunday, but I think that was already known by everybody. No-go Saturday against the Kitchener Rangers. Why does he keep doing that? Keep scrolling further and further. It's weird. I know. I get that all the time. Then 5-1 win against the Windsor Spitfires as Colin is getting a very important phone call. Um, yeah. No-go for Mayu as well. So he did not play all weekend. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, let's get to the stat of the week before we hit the break. Yeah, so the stat of the week, it's been on Twitter. It's been on social media. I just want to bring it up. It's a minor one for this week. But uh, yeah. the, 20, the 2019 OHL draft class, it's pretty cool to see where they are now. And Shane Wright, the 89 game played 109 points, 54 goals, 55 assists. That's pretty cool. But the one I wanted to mention was Denny Gore. In Owen Sound, the 10th overall pick, 98 games, 62 points. Pretty good career. Pretty good career in the Ontario Hockey League. He's kind of full, he kind of fell under the radar, right? When you mentioned some of the names near Wright, Johnson, Offman, Clark, Pinelli, Voigt, Harrison, Robertson, Gore, and Stillman. Mm-hmm. He kind of fell under the radar, right? And no one really talks about him but, or appreciates his game, but he's been a really good player. He's valuable for that Owen Sound attacking. So I just want to mention that the 2019 OHL draft class set on Twitter. It's been pretty. It's pretty interesting to see the points 
where they are now. It's a minor stat of the week. It's just a little tidbit to bring up, I guess. So, yeah, I just want to bring that one up. This week's stat of the week is brought to you by fans. Fans, we make hockey games better. That was really that was nice. enjoyable on Hamilton Saturday to have fans back there. That was that was really nice. Again, only five hundred, which really it's still sucks, small. It's still yeah. that big, but I still wish they played a little bit of crowd noise, get the fans a little lit up. Yeah, there the were at times where it still sounded like nobody was there. Yeah, it'd be nice to get a little bit of a a little bit of fake crowd noise in there just to tad, just to get the fans going. But. Yeah. It was nice to yeah, it was nice to see fans back for sure. And hey, it was nice to see some Mississauga fans in attendance on the road supporting their team. Yeah. They knew it was a big game, so that was good. They came out as well just at the road to support their team on the road. It's nice to go to road games through your team. Just the difference. Just yeah. a different environment. Have that rivalry with yourself and a hometown fan. Yeah. yeah. There's always one. I'm that guy. I'm that guy at road games for sure. Whenever the Tigers are in Toronto, I'm that I'm that road guy that will just chirp when my team is destroying the Jays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Man, it was hilarious. One time I was at a game, I was sitting in the outfield. Tigers were winning 12-1. Colby Rasmus yeah. dropped a fly ball. We wow. were all over him. Man, we were just, we yeah, were just well. pounding at him. We we're like, yeah, Rasmus, that'll be you suck. Go back to the t- go back to the minors, buddy. Yeah, it was. It yeah. obviously a little bit more I could out there that, than that, but I could say I'm that guy in uh in Toronto when the wings are there. That's a that's a fun environment. That's a fun I've never been to a Detroit game in Toronto. I gotta go. It's a fun environment, that's for sure. Only I'm when just, I, I'm only not a millionaire, so it's tough to go there. Like only when the wings win. When they lose, it's not fun. Yeah, but when they win there, it's a it's the best. Yeah, but it's, a, it's the best. Yeah, but that's when you just bring a Stanley Cup photo and be like, this is what color print looks like. Just to give you a heads up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start of the week brought to you by fans because you make hockey awesome. All right. Time to hit the break. When we come back, get to the players of the week. And of course, we'll finish it off back with the featured game here on the OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the – oh, crap. I forgot to record – or record. Start the timer. What, um, 20 minutes or 18 minutes, you said? Yeah. Uh, actually, more like 16. Oh, 16, okay. Yeah, just let me know. Put me off for in trouble. Hey. Hey, Colin, pay a fucking attention. Let's yeah, go. Works, works for me. Closing time. Oh, fuck yeah. Call the dogs, pee on the fire. Hmm. Oh my god! I should say that on here. I'd be fucked. I don't think I'd get reported for saying that. I mean, yeah, never know though. Welcome back to the OHL in sixty podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the OHL in sixty podcast. The link tree is there to every platform that we are a part of. Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and, of course, the Bulldogs Audio Network. 
Linktree also includes our website. Joel Vanderland's got his, all his articles up there. So again, at the OHL and 60 podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're only doing two segments this week. Usually we get about three in an average about 20, 21 minutes per segment, but we'll just stick with the two this week uh, without a featured game uh, to kick off the show. Might as well switch things up a bit. Uh, on to the players of the week. And Colin made the call, got it correct. Luke Evangelista is this week's OHL player of the week. Six goals, four assists, and 10 points in three games. And he was plus six to go along with those 10 points. Yeah, it's very well deserved. I mean, Luke deserved it. Luke deserved it. It's a matter of time because he's, and I've been saying this for the last two months, he's basically Liam Foodie. It's just not as fast. Obviously, he's an elite skater, and that's known. And Evangelista's a good skater, but that speed with Liam Foody is pretty. That's second to none in most leagues. So, mm-hmm. but he's one of the smoothest guys in the league. That's for sure. Evangelista, he controls the game well. When he's on the ice, he controls the game. You know, when he's on the ice, and he's the best player on the ice for the most part. So, massive opportunity for him to build off of it too, because a lot of nights going three and zero. He's a big part of that. And three empty net goals out of his goal. So that's <laughs> interesting. Three empty net goals. When was the last time? Oh, well, who cares? Three, when was the last time a player, though, had three empty net goals in two games? When was the last time? That's a good stat. If anyone knows that answer, let me know because that's a good one. That's one that I want to know for next week. Remind me, Reese, if I forget. I might forget. I'll write it down. I'll write it down, too. But – that's got to be a stat of the week for next week. How many? When was the last time a player had three empty net goals in the Ontario Hockey League back-to-back days? Like, that's tough. That's hard. I can't think of anybody. Probably will. And then like, I don't think that's a stat people think about. Yeah, now I am. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, I'll who, find who it gives a crap? Puck went in the net. You got another point. Who cares? Hey, hey, Ben Buhal scores his first OHL goal, empty net goal. <laughs> They're not going to ask out. Oh, well. Someday, someday he's going to have to say, how did you score your first uh, OHL goal? It was a beauty. I felt good. I was flying over the blue line, coast to coast, going end to end, snapping around. Not a big deal. I was going to say, that's, sudden, that, that's when you just cool. add the bit. Yeah, I fooled the goalie so badly. He was just, he was already on the bench when I put the puck in the net. You know, it was a wide open cage. Just, yeah, it wasn't even fair. Yeah, you know what you got to do? You know, so here's the thing. And this could be a good Twitter poll. If you're on a breakaway, there's an empty net and you don't have a goal yet, going for your first OHL goal, are you just roofing it? I'd fire one, try to go far down. And be like, yeah, I sniped. It was oh, like Buddy on Nashville that missed. (laughs) missed I can't remember who that was. (laughs) Missed the net completely. That was unreal. Get the slightest T one up, but like, I feel like you gotta try to go bar down. You gotta snipe it. Then there's an empty net. You gotta get. You gotta bury one. Don't slide it in for your first, because then you know the story. But make it complicated. But know that you're good. You know. Yeah, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah, obviously there's the famous Patrick Steffen missing that. Yeah. Which is yeah, the whole hilarious. Edmonton thing. Yeah. Yeah. Craig Smith missed the empty net. He shot it over the glass. Yeah. That's how badly he missed. 
Um, also in consideration for OHL Player of the Week, uh, Amadeus Lombardi of the Flint Firebirds. He had a goal and five yes. assists for six points and a couple of victories for the Flint Firebirds. That's a good one. I was going to say Lombardi as a second. On uh, When I tweeted out on Monday, Sunday, usually I tweet out my opinion, who should be player of the week. Lombardi was going to be on there, no lie. So I was in good shape this week. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then Edmonton Oilers prospect, Matt Vey Petrov of the battalion. Four yeah. goals, two assists, six points in a 3-0 and weekend for the North Bay Battalion. As for the London Knights, this is their second OHL player of the week. Antonio Strongis won it back in November from the 8th to the 14th. Yeah. And to the goaltender. Sean McGurn. Sean McGurn doesn't have one, eh? That's interesting. He does not. Surprising Sean McGurn does not have a player of the week. He's been good this year. He's been really good this year. Goaltender of the week, Patrick Lever of the Oshawa Generals, 2-0 with a 1-4-4 goals against average save percentage of 9.55. Two of those victories included a shutout for the Generals. Also in consideration, Brett Brochu. Yeah. Oh, he, he was my goaltending option this week. But Patrick Lever deserves Patrick Lever definitely deserves it. And say you were going for a London night sweep this week. Yeah, I just think playing three games is tough. Playing three games in a weekend like that, different times to the times didn't really add up. It's kind of tough. You play a seven o'clock, four o'clock, and a two o'clock. That's tough. That's tough. All three different times you play for our league. So that's tough. But uh Patrick Cleaver definitely deserves it. He's definitely the number one option for the week he had getting two massive wins and the way they moved up in the standings. He definitely deserves it. Also in consideration as well. Luke Cavillan of the Flint Firebirds. He was 2-0, 150 goals against average, save percentage of 956. As the Firebirds had a very nice weekend. As for the Generals and Lever, second week he's won it this season. He won it back in October, to end October, actually, October 25th to the 31st. So shout out to Lever. He is the first if I'm doing this correctly. Yeah, he is. He is the first goaltender to win it. Second goaltender to win it twice. Shockingly, Matt Guzda did it twice as well. So, Way to read the whole thing, Reese. Good job. Have a day. <laughs> All good. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, one more segment before we round out the show. Featured game returns here on the OHL in 60 podcast. It is an early one. Yeah, it is. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night. As for whatever reason, I am on February 12th on the Sarnia Sting website. Mine put me on February 12th there. Like, geez. Okay. Um, So, featured game coming up this Wednesday, February 9th. It is the Guelph Storm visiting the Progressive Auto Sales Arena to take on the Sarnia Sting. It is a 7.05 puck drop. As I continue to wonder why the 05 makes a difference, you start the game at seven, but that's just me. And, and now that's a game where if Guelph coach George Burnett wins, they haven't won this, they didn't win this weekend. That's a that's one there where George Burnett gets the win. He ties for first all time yeah. in Guelph storm history for coaching wins. So hopefully, maybe we have a record this week in the league. So that's enough. 
So that's a big one to watch out for as well in that game. Yeah, head-to-head this season, Gulf Storm currently leading the season series 2-1. and one. one of those wins came in extra time as the Sarnia Sting had a 1-1-1 one, one, and one record against the Storm. Yeah, one, one game this year, recent head-to-head, has been yeah. separated by more than one goal. So it's been close, and the Gulf Storm desperately need a win. They desperately need a win. It's the only sound attack have caught them in the standings. They are now tied. That's a big weeknight win. And plus for Sarnia. Sarnia, that's a big weeknight game as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday night in Progressive Auto Sales Arena. Nice arena there, too. I like Sarnia. Yeah, I like how you come like in on the street. Though. Yeah, I like how you come in up the street and you right at center ice. I like that. That's a, that's a nice design. Also big fan of free parking. Sarnia's got that. So you got free shout parking. out to them. We'll be there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the the decision. Uh, one stat to note, last five years, matchups between these two clubs, Sarnia actually is winning in that category. They have a 10-6-2 record against the Guelph Storm the last five years. Of course, that totals 18 games for anyone who sucks at math, just like we do. <laughs> Whereas Guelph Storm, 8-8-1-1 eight, eight, one, and one against the Sarnia Sting. So... Sting have had the Storm's number in the last five years, and you know, it's, it's been close this year. Like you said, only one game has been separated by more than a goal, and that game was separated by two goals. It was a 5-3 victory for the Sarnia Sting. Uh, December, beginning of December, the 8th to be exact, 5-3 final in Guelph, by the way. And then it was the Storm taking the game November 20th, 4-3, as well as the October 22nd matchup two to one. So yeah, and also quick Reese, a quick note, the Glow Storm come in in fifth place, 41 points, 37 games played. The Sarnia Sting come in 34 points, 35 games played, two games in hand on Kitchener. Massive, massive two points there. Oh, we're the game down to, to that time. We're into February. You want to be in the playoffs? Start winning. I think, well, that's another weekend observation that I missed. And we have about two minutes here before we round out the show. Again, I'll finish it off for everyone. Uh, Featured game this week here on the OHL and 60 podcast is this Wednesday, February 9th. It is the Guelph Storm taking on the Sarnia Sting. Uh, 705 puck drop at Progressive Auto Sales Arena. Make sure you stay tuned on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at the OHL and 60 podcast for all the updates throughout the night. Yeah. What, one last note I wanted to get to, but it totally slipped my mind. Uh, the Erie Otters got into a playoff spot this past weekend. Now, as, as we speak now, Monday night, they're currently in ninth place, one point yes. behind the Sarnia Sting. but the Erie Otters did get into a playoff spot this past weekend. And we, we've kind of talked about it throughout the year. We saw them play in Hamilton, uh, Colin, you're a big fan of Mr. Kairou. Um, Massive. Right yeah. Nice nice late round pick. There's a bunch of late round picks I like in the NHL draft from the OHL this year. He's one of them. There's some really good late round picks this year in the draft. Yeah, and that's just for Erie to get into that position. Sarnias, they've still got two games in hand uh, on the Erie Otters. But Erie, of course, with the Kitchen Rangers and Sarnia Sting being tied, They've played the same amount of games since Kitchen Rangers, and they are still one point back of seventh place. Yeah. So, I mean, 125 goals scored, they score. If they didn't get off to such a poor start, yeah, 
right now, realistically, you're looking at that in the sixth spot. Six or higher. Yeah. Six or higher for sure. And that's a team that's a tough out. They have goaltending. They have good OAs. They have good defense. They're a good team. They're not – I don't know if they're an elite team, but they're a team that can scare you in a playoff series. That's for sure. Well, and looking at the Western Conference in the last 10-game stretch for all the teams, you look at Sioux, London, Flint. They've got the best record. Flint, the best record uh, in the Western Conference last 10 games at 8-2. and two. But uh, those top three teams in the West, they have the best records in their last 10. The next best is the Erie Otters, 6-3-0-1. Oh, they have picked up 13 points in their last 10 games. And they're yeah. – they're, they're exactly like that 2016-17 Ice Dogs team. If they can make the playoffs this year, whether it's a sweep or five games or however many games, or if there's an upset, that'd be that'd be cool too. But I um, see upsets. Media, yeah. media, I see upsets. Yeah, but just to get into the playoffs and experience it, uh, that's what a young group needs, and that's what a team like Erie needs. So it'd be interesting to watch them. I know a whole lot of people won't be too, too focused on them as they continue to watch the top of the standings, but – uh, the Erie Otters are a fun team to watch. and uh, They'll be in Hamilton on family day, and more than likely Mr. Ward and I will be there. So. It yeah, should be a fun matchup. Yeah. I will. There will be nothing else to do on family day. I think it's a yeah, shame of a, of a day, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, all right. That is it for the show. Again, featured game coming up Wednesday, Guelph and Sarnia. 705 puck drop at the OHL and 60 podcast. You can stay tuned for all the updates. And it was a fun week. No featured game last week, but shockingly, this week. we were still able to talk. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about this week. Anyone that didn't pick up on that. There was a lot to talk about, though, this weekend. Yeah. That's for sure. A lot happened in the league. It was a fun week. Isaiah George, high on the plus minus ranks. There's a lot of cool stats that we didn't mention this week where there's a lot of. I didn't want to bring too much because I had a lot of one a night stats this week. So I didn't want to go overboard when we covered the league. I didn't want to go overboard on certain teams, but there's a lot of good stats this, this past week that happened in the Ontario hockey league that we'll be sharing next week for sure, because it's nice to spread it out, spread out the wealth. Well, and that's, that's, that's what kind of made it nice not having a featured game. And of course we enjoy uh, doing a different game every single week, but you know, we were able to focus on, uh, a lot of stuff because there's a lot going on. There were a lot of good games this weekend. It was tough to pick one. Uh, obviously, Mississauga Hamilton would have been easy, but we've done the Bulldogs a few times this season. So uh, I like to get more yeah. teams out there, more communities involved. So exactly. This week it's Guelph and Sarnia, and it should be fun from Progressive Auto Sales Arena. So yeah, for Wednesday night. yeah. I think that's our first Wednesday one. Actually, we've probably done a Flint game on Wednesday. We did actually. the Flint Saginaw Wednesday night game. Yeah. I think it was Flint Saginaw. Yeah, that's when they had the Coors Light Divide Cup. The I-75 Divide Cup. That's a way better name than the K-9 Cup. That sounds sick. Like the I-75 Divide. That's dope. And K-9. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's really cool to see how the communities get involved in Saginaw and Flint. It's so cool to see – each barn packed, right? They're on you. It's like, hey, so-and-so on Saginaw, you suck. So-and-so on Flint, you suck. That's what it is there. And it's a good environment. It's a good environment for the home team. It's a tough place to play. And it's a good- and it's good for our league because our league needs that old-time hockey still. 
yeah, the physicality is going out the door, but there's some good atmosphere still, and definitely those two venues have it. So if you can go to a game, that's you got to go there. That's for sure. That's a bucket list place to go. I know it's on ours. I know both of those are on our list. So we are going to go a couple of years ago. But yeah, when we can actually go to the States without spending $200 to get back home, we will go there. We will be there, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, right down the highway from Hockey Town, you get pretty good <laughs> hockey in the state of Michigan. So, big time. Good way to end the show with the Red Wings reference. All right. Yeah. Play the horn. For <laughs> We will chat in seven days. <laughs>